Hey everyone, thank you for listening to But Why Though the Podcast, but before you start this episode, I wanted to let you know that this John Wick review does in fact contain spoilers. So listen at your own risk and please, please, please go see John Wick 3 before you listen so you can take part in the conversation. Welcome back to But Why the Podcast, and today we are reviewing John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And I really love Keanu Reeves. That's not how we're going to start this. That is how we're going to start it. (laughs) I love that man, and he can do no wrong. So John Wick, Chapter 3 is obviously the third John Wick movie in the series. It stars... Uh, Keanu Reeves as the super assassin John Wick, who's on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild, uh, the leaders on the high table, and with and he has a $14 million price tag on his head, and essentially all support has been removed from him. So he has to run from literally almost every country in the world at this point. Um, the film is directed by Chad Stileski, which Fun fact, uh, he met Keanu Reeves on the set of The Matrix as a stunt double. And uh, Chad Stileski is a director as well as stunt choreographer, fight choreographer, and has a long history of attributions for being a stunt and fight choreographer in other films. So that's why the action is so damn good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. Did you uh, did you guys go through the whole... Uh previews for john wick 3 like the whole catch up at the draft house yeah like from like the start with the pew 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 <laughs> yeah the pew 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 pew, pew. <laughs> uh i really like enjoyed like the previews that, that the draft house had because of the stuff that they said and like all the homage stuff that they had super informative if you don't go to the animal draft house you need to go to the goddamn animal draft house to watch these movies yeah, it. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about all the the callbacks and the homage that they do to the different yeah. types of genres. Yeah, um, and then just like even like the background stuff with like the director. Because I didn't know the director was like Keanu Reeves' stunt double. I didn't know that until uh, we watched like the previews leading up to it, and it just made me appreciate the movie even more. Like going into it, like with all the kind of that background information, I'm like, oh hey, that's that's from the other movie. That is from that other movie. This is a really good movie. <laughs> they so kill people some, real good in this movie. Yeah, so I guess we can start off since Kate did a terrible intro. Of what was your first thoughts leaving the movie theater, or were you excited for this movie? Uh, I wanted. I want to go learn how to throw knives at stuff. <laughs> and I um, wanted, and I ran home to hug my pit bull. It's <laughs> 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 essentially me after the movie. Um, I was really excited for this movie. I really love the series um, because all the stuff Adrian said, really, um, I love action films and I love Korean revenge thrillers, which like that's the heart of John Wick. Um, only it's a Western one. Um, so like all the things that I love have always been in, the, in these films. And so I was really excited for the third one. And when I left, I was just yelling at Matt, being like, oh, my God, this scene is from the villain, the villainess. And, oh, my God, Neil Yanyan Ruhain is in here. And, oh, my God, he did the raid. And he was a tiny guy. And I just kept I just kept yelling about stuff like that. So I was very excited. <laughs> yes, uh, I walked out going, I really love this movie, and I want to go watch it again, which I kind of hope we do go watch it again. I don't know how we're going to fit in our schedule at this point, but. This is one of the few movies that I would like to go watch again. Because I'm not a fan of going back to the movie theater to watch a movie I've already watched before. I still find it weird. I did not know it was a thing (laughs) until I got on Twitter and realized, oh, that's why everybody's broke. I thought we were all just broke and we barely watched movies. Nope, we go see the same movie 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) Did not know that was a thing. 
Um, yeah. Um, one of the things, like, as we go into, like, the movie itself, one of the things that I really appreciate from it is it really, really lives using the best parts of so many different genres within action itself, because action is like horror. There are subgenres, and a lot of the times, different type of countries have different type of fight styles, which makes their action very specific. Um, and John Wick is, in my opinion, like, as a trilogy, and especially this last one, like, I called it a masterpiece in my review because it, it's hard to take so much influence and still make it something fresh and unique and have all of your actors deliver while also having like very little dialogue. Which is great because if you've listened to our last few reviews about some movies, especially Aquaman, the dialogue has just been horrendous in movies of late. And so this movie, yeah, they don't talk a lot, but they don't need to. Yeah, like, I think it's great. The cool thing that, that the film does is it uses, so like it, all of the humorous moments come from like a very specific type of like fight humor that's like classic freaking like 80s, 90s Hong Kong movie from um, Hong, Hong Kong action cinema. And then a lot of like the emotive pieces with like anger and everything like that, that comes like straight from Korean, uh, Korean action right now. And like it they do so much with just their bodies that you actually feel something while watching them. And like fight scenes can get boring, but the ones in John Wick don't and they go on forever. Dude, the one with the raid guys went on forever. And it was amazing. The entire time. So long. Yeah. Um, And that one, I think Yayan helped coordinate as well the uh the the shorter guy the mm-hmm. one that he actually talks to at the end yeah that's the the choreographer and he acts in all of the movies he choreographs too yeah i will say as you're brought up with like the language and everything yeah like obviously we have some one-liners but it's definitely not just quippy one-liner a lot of it's just nothing said and so a lot of the body language makes you laugh um even then like because if you watch other two movies you understand they have this the number one thing they even like kind of go with this uh movie throughout the whole theme of they have rules there is a code you do not break rules and so even though these people you know they kill you know they kill each other and a lot of stuff like they have these lines that seem you know outrageous and hilarious or like oh you have to stop fighting you're now on a hotel step but that is literally the rules of what happens consequences so, yes yeah. <laughs> um you also can see, especially like, especially these movies too that I really enjoyed is like, which is another thing you like, because you get a lot of like, oh, John Wick, I'm a fan of yours. Well, but I'm also trying to kill you and like, no offense and like, it's honor stuff, but it's literally, they're an assassin group, like that's who they hang out with. And sometimes you have to kill the people you hang out with in these movies and it just doesn't seem out of place because of what they've built in the society that they've kind of done throughout this like entire, I guess, world or universe per se. And that's yeah. what I mean. Oh, yeah, so I mean, they've just like built every movie to expand this world so well because like they could have given us everything in that first movie oh the high table oh these other groups oh this elder dude like they could have given this all to the first movie and there's no way it would have worked nearly as well but by like building it piece by piece by piece it gives us more insight into the world and just makes the movie experience better like i didn't think we were going to get more i didn't think there was they were going to build the world out more in a way that made sense and they totally did and it makes things like the, the the what was the Asian assassin's name in the movie? Zero? We get his, yeah, like they make his like interactions like because they're just everyday people. You don't know who's an assassin in this in this thing, man. Like what, every time he goes anywhere, I think someone's gonna try and kill him. Yeah, and like the really cool thing that they do to you, um, like with, specifically with Zero, um, he's played by Mark DeCascos. Mark DeCascos. Um, Mark DeCascos is like. A martial arts legend of like two DVD, two VHS movies. Like he is in so many B martial arts movies from the nineties and early two thousands. Um, I mean, he was in is it Cradle to the Grave? He's in the final scene of that. He's the final boss. Um, but like he's in so many outside of that, and he plays this type of character in like that Zero is like really just kind of out there and 
for me, seeing him on screen in, in John Wick 3 being that type of character, it was a way of, like, honoring the roots that he came from while also, like, showcasing his amazing athleticism. And I think he fits really perfectly as, like, kind of, like, a, a piece of navigating the world that they've built. Because I've seen a lot of people knock it for not having a lot of story. But I think that they're not paying attention to the right things in the movie because what the movie is trying to do is it's trying to build out a universe and a world that John Wick exists in. Like everything that happens that th seems like it shouldn't make sense makes sense because of the world that it operates in. Um, and if you like that, I actually heavily recommend that you read the John Wick comic book, which has its first volume out from Dynamite. I think it's Dynamite. It's either Dynamite or Titan. But the John Wick comic book is phenomenal. And it has it has him meeting um, the concierge for the first time. Um, and kind of like building that out and how he gets into the Continental. So if you one, like that. Piece. One, he was in Cradle to the Grave. That is correct. Yes. Uh, two, Halle Berry is amazing in this movie. Oh, oh yes, yeah, she is. Um, between her puppy dogs and just in the general. Dog food, Matt. Call it dog foo. Dog foo. Uh, Halle Berry, for what she did in this movie, is amazing. I hope we get more of her in this movie. And she trained, like, she did all of that stuff. Like, all of the stuff she could do that wasn't gonna kill her, she did. Like, she trained her ass off with Keanu to do that. It's really cool. And her puppies are perfect. And after the movie, we've just been telling Leia that we're gonna buy her a bulletproof vest. Yeah, uh, chomper sick balls is is what I thought of a lot during yeah. post dog fight scenes, dude. When she like uses when the dog uses her as like a springboard, it's so good. Oh man, that's one of my favorite movies of the entire movie. I'm like, oh shit, that was dope. Well, like <laughs> even like there's just a level of understanding, like. When I think of like really good fight choreography, like it's almost it, it it's like choreography chore, choreographing like a dance. Like everything has to be in the right moment, in the right steps. And when you add on different layers to that, it gets more and more complicated. So in that scene, you have dog foo, which is a thing all of its own. You're working with animals, um, which for the most part they are actually the dogs doing that stuff. Um, and then they have the gun foo. And then they have uh, 2v, I think it was like 2v15 or something, in a small quarters area. Which, like, that is so much to coordinate and make look that good and not get stale. Like, that's, it's just, I can't think of another action movie that's doing that right now. At least from the US. Yeah, it reminds me a lot, like, and why I think, like, Into the Badlands is so good. Is it just, like, with the exception of Keanu Reeves, because john wick can like literally do anything better than anybody um everyone just has like their, their own thing right and it just makes it interesting to see like which character they're going to bring in next to see kind of like yeah. what their specialty is like when we watched john wick one or even john wick two i did not think there was going to be a halle berry who is a badass and has dogs that are equally as badass like i didn't think that was going to be a thing and the other thing that's super cool with Halle Berry is because, like, it's one of those where, like, she she's competent. Like, she's as competent as John Wick, but obviously she's not his size. And she's facing dudes that are way bigger than her. So there are a couple of scenes where she's about to get in trouble. And then she uses the dogs to get out of it. And you're like, oh, that's why she uses the dogs. And it's yeah, just, it, it makes sense. really good. Um, Yeah, I, I just love so much of these scenes. And then there's horse foo. Well, I was oh, gonna say, dude. I was gonna say before we got to horse food and stuff. So, should we talk about like what was your favorite kill at this point? Oh, this is hard. I got, dude, the book scene. Yeah. Like he killed him with a fucking book. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck me, man. Like it's just, it just sets the, it just sets the tone so well. I think, and I think that's why it's my favorite because he fucking smashes his mouth in with the book and then goes to put it back <laughs> like it's so i was right of uh, the guy that dies by book is boban marjanovic and he was a 76er yeah 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 he's uh he he got he got real dead he got big dead 
I mean, that's the one that sticks in my mind, I think, the most, other than like horse food and stuff. But like, it's just such a gruesome scene. I mean, like, who's going to know? I think it's such like a, it's just such a goddamn assassin movie, and I love it. Yeah, because great, because even when they are killing each other, it's like, I know you, man. This is nothing personal. How you doing? Yeah. We had lunch last week, but now you're worth fourteen million dollars. Or like, or like, <laughs> even when he went to the uh, to the doctor, and the doctor yeah. was like, "I can't help you, dude. Sorry." And then he's like, "Okay, the pills to the left." And then he gets he's like, "Wait, you have to shoot me because they're gonna know I told you where the pills were." And John shoots him <laughs> like nothing. He's like, "All right." It's it's just it's it's so good. And I think like one of the other things that I really like about it too is like as fast paced as the as the film is and as the action sequences are, they also have like these pieces of downtime where like John has to adjust because he ran out of clips or they doesn't have the right ammo or he's just in trouble and has to use a belt to take on these super tiny humans. Um, like I, it's those little pieces of the choreography where it shows John Wick adapting. That is also something that's really, really cool. Cause he's, he's somebody who's like, he's technically not equipped in every scene and he does come out at the bottom in the beginning, but once he learns what's happening, he adapts really quick and overcomes it. I know Morpheus got to take, had to get punished because he gave him seven bullets and apparently John was able to do so much. With seven yeah. Bullets. What'd you think yep. about the, the adjudicator? I oh, thought that was I a can. nice wrinkle. Yeah. I, I like, mean, I obviously, I hated her, but that was the whole point of like her character. So for what yeah. she was doing, you're like, I, oh, it's one of those things, man. I didn't think they were going to add that kind of layer. I, I didn't yeah. think that there was going to be consequences for everyone who helped John. I thought they were just going to be like, all right, everybody's good now. I'm like, no, like there are yeah. people we don't know. Like this is like Umbrella Academy shit. Like we're going to see people we don't know in this next movie come out which, of like nowhere. Which like which like builds out the world so fucking much because yeah. you don't see it all. Yeah, and, and I they, just. And like, even though she's like doing all this shit, no one touched her. I didn't think she was going to live through the movie. I thought they were going to shoot her for sure. But they just let her go. Like, what does that say about like the adjudicator role that given they've killed everybody, but they don't touch her and she fucking knows it. Like they, she knows that they're not going to touch her no matter how pissed off they are. The way she walks up to Lawrence Fishburne and he's just like, (laughs) I control all these people. And she's like, nah, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> fucking gloves in her hand. Like, put on your gloves, goddammit. Uh, no, so I, so the actress is Asia Kate Dillon, and I think she does a really fucking good job of just being like a cold hearted bitch the entire time. It's so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, you hate her. Like, I hated her, but that was because that was the design and, of her character. And the thing is, too, though, like, she's unfazed by it all. Yeah. Like just entirely unfazed by it. And I, I think, like, the really cool thing is, is like, like you said, like, the, like, it shows what the adjudicator means in that society and then also reestablishes that there is a society, even when it's a free-for-all, even when the Continental has been decommissioned, she still holds a place in it. The only and time the she would say is when somebody hung the phone up on her. She did not like that at all. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this, uh, in this franchise because we, we watched John Wick 2 like right before we went to go watch the movie. Um, and I'd watched John Wick one a couple weeks ago. Like people get hung up on a lot in this series, and people don't like it very much. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is the one way to piss everybody off is to hang the phone up on them. Um, what did you guys? So, what did you guys think of the addition of a uh, Giovanni? Was it Giovanni Jafarinovich? <laughs> I mean, his background. I mean. It was- I don't know. I mean, to me, it wasn't bad. It was kind of like, I guess, a little interesting wrinkle. And obviously, it added to like the part of what he was doing in the movie. But I guess I, did, <clears throat> I guess I don't know about well, So the reason I bring it up is because um, they have announced a movie called Ballerina within the same universe, and I think that this is what it was a backdoor for was for Angelica Houston's character and that world. Um, so I'm kind of interested. Oh, and I the, just really the, the director. I was like, how they just have like the like these the names? Yes, they're the good. Director, they're so good. <laughs> and also, I really love Angelica Houston, and she took that sword through the hands like a fucking champ. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, yeah, the toenail scene in. Oh in yeah, and she just fucking gross. stares. 
She just stares straight yeah, into those, his fucking soul while she rips that off. Those are some hard ass motherfuckers. Uh, but I also like that we just we just, we got more background on John, right? Like through that yeah. whole craziness, because we at this point we know that he's a badass. People are scared of him. He had a wife. She died, and he had a dog. The dog died, but we don't know like where he came from. To so yeah. to see like him, to see him be like that with the director shows like how much like how badass she was. And the adjudicator still came and was like, nah, fuck you. Yes. Taking your hand. I do like, because we do see his kind of background in the beginning. And then at the end, you can see in his fight choreography of like the moves that they were showing at the beginning. Yeah. Like his yeah, training. The judo throws and everything. Yeah. That was yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. I also like, so I, I think one of like, the, uh, what I'm really, and crap, can't talk. I do think we have to see it again because there were so many small things that are put into the details that I want to like pay attention more to because like now I'm not focused on like the grand, but like the small, because like, I want to know more of what exactly that tattoo on their backs are. Yeah. And like, just like the attention to detail is phenomenal. Like when that ballerina and she's in that close up, just seeing like the small bruises on her back and her legs and like, just like, how ruthless the the director is. And then like, when you shoot, when you go to like, um, when he's Morocco, when he's in Morocco, like I, every scene has so many goddamn layers. Like they don't need a heavy script to tell a story. Well, that's the thing. Like, well, people, well, Pamela didn't complain about that, but no. But the plot issues I have with this is like, um, for those of you who don't know, we just we recorded probably just before this our Patreon exclusive episode on Zodiac, and we were like, we get it. There's a story, and it's probably good, but like. There's nothing else going on than other just reading a book and a guy running back and forth. So you get this movie where, yeah, it's not the plot heavy, even though it still makes sense. I don't get how people say it doesn't make sense, but like that wasn't the design of the movie. Per se. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like very I think the only part that's hard to follow is like the whole elder wrinkle is a little weird because like did it, did it matter <laughs> in the end? Like, did he really need to chop off his finger? For that to happen um and then like if they're from the high table like why is the elder just chilling in the goddamn desert yeah um, i didn't get all that either but, but, like, the but desert it's didn't bother that me. I, but it's questions that i'm okay with not knowing because i'm used to not knowing what the fuck's going on in this world and well, for them to kind of build it out later because like it sets up you're gonna I mean, the fourth movie just got announced today right so like, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, we're, like we're, we're, we're gonna figure it out like they're gonna tell us so i'm not, I'm not super worried about it do you like listening to But Why, though? Well, the Podcoin app is a podcast player that pays you to listen to this podcast and all of the podcasts that you love. Just get the Podcoin app on iPhone or Android and start listening today. It's free and super easy to use with every minute you listen getting you sweet, sweet coins. It turns your podcast listening into charity, or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I mean, getting paid to listen to podcasts, that's pretty cool. I use the Podcoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I can be 100%. I love it. So seriously, just go get the Podcoin app and use our invite code, but why though? And though, spelled T-H-O, you know, you listen to the show. You'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up if you use our code. That's 300 Podcoin just for signing up if you use our code, but why though? Go give Podcoin a try today. Yeah, so we the fourth movie was announced today. Um, yeah, even the movie ends, you know, we're getting more. You knew yeah, because Lawrence Fishburne is ready to kill some people. Morpheus yeah. is now Morpheus. Yeah, he's, 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 he's now fully <laughs> transitioned and transformed and evolved from the Bowery King to Morpheus, and we're ready to go for John Wick for The Matrix Returns. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched this interview, and you know the part where he says more guns. Yeah. Um, which is a callback to the Matrix. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves did not want that in the movie, and the director was like, "Come on, just do it once, Keanu. Just do it once. <laughs> once I won't put it in the film. Don't worry about it." And then he did it once, and it got in the film. Yeah, and you could tell like there was so much even when during the raid fight, like it felt like I was watching a Matrix fight. It even felt like they were going to do the the whole Morpheus thing. <laughs> you, you can see they kind of wanted to do it. I was like, "Oh, do it! Come on, just do it." You, you know why we're here. Just, just, just give us, just give us the move. 
Let let I, him do it. I just think when you think about Keanu Reeves' career, he's now found himself at the center of two action films that define Western action at yeah. two different periods in time. And that's an accomplishment I actually don't think a lot of people, if any, can say, specifically for American actors. Because a lot of, like, he, because this is a completely different type of action than what he did with The Matrix. And I think that it's something that is just honestly amazing. Because, like, when I think back at, like, old action stars who are coming back, a lot of it's the same stuff. They're just doing it in a rebooted franchise. <laughs> I mean, he's not really doing a reboot of franchise. It's not really the same. I mean, we saw him in the first Matrix. I know Kung Fu. I mean, this isn't Kung Fu. <laughs> he, I know. He went back to the Matrix and he learned more than Kung Fu now. That's what my, he started off with. My favorite thing about this whole thing is during the previews of the Draft House, they have like Bill and, Bill and Ted Keanu going to the Bear Festival. Oh my That's god. That's when he walked in. That's when oh he walked in. Oh my god. Oh man. It's just so crazy to think like that's the guy. That guy is the linchpin behind two of the most dopest action western action franchises. So ranker that, right that now. That bear guy. So ranker right now has John Wick as the number one action franchise in the US. Dude, it's it's good. like I would put I would put this trilogy James over. Bond die hard and the mission impossible oh dude these three these three movies like like i would put these three movies in act over a whole lot of other franchises in general because like i've liked all three movies like how often do we get three movies in a trilogy that are good and they seem to be getting better as well oh yeah they are so i'm looking at like go ahead so to say because as much as i do enjoy like you know john wick the first movie this one actually to me seems better yeah, because like if you think of like, like the '80s action heroes, they're pretty much doing their '80s action hero stuff in all their new franchises. Hence the Expendables. Um, <sighs> Tom Cruise is still just doing Tom Cruise stuff in Mission Impossible. Yeah, like he hasn't had a new you. franchise. Tom um, Cruise can do whatever he wants in Mission Impossible. That's fine. I'm just saying, Keanu Reeves has done two different things. In well, to be fair, period. but you're also talking about bring up Tom Cruise from the 80s versus Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. Well, no, I'm just saying, but we're talking about action franchises, like action, like action that defines the West, like Western action. Like Tom Cruise only has like Mission Impossible. That's not like okay. Was like um, he wasn't he wasn't in anything else? Is what I was trying to say. I know, and <laughs> and guess what? Kiana has been. Well, no, Keanu you said has been well, in multiple things, Matt. Well, that's so why, all, all Tom uh, Cruise has is Mission Impossible, and Keanu Reeves has done a lot and defined the goddamn West's genre. Hey, I didn't want to talk about this because one, you're ruining this part here. But two, Tom Cruise won a, went out and won a bunch of awards playing a bunch of like random actor movies like in the 80s and 90s early 90s and then said i want to be an action star and take over mission impossible he wasn't like we were doing something else and guess what keanu reeves was in bill and ted and then he decided he was <laughs> oh gonna be an action God. star so where you want to go i really think that's the bigger jump like <laughs> bill and ted to john wick is much different than <laughs> no it totally john is but my point was cakey going all these 80s action stars just come back from the 80s and keep redoing the same thing and i was like Tom Cruise did Top Gun in the 80s. Now I'm he's climbing on helicopters. Well, that's fine. He had a big transition. I respect the guy because of the amount of work that he does in his damn action movies. But what I'm saying is... in he was disrespecting two, Tom in the 80s two, if you haven't seen Tom Jones. In, in two different decades. Don't let me down, Goose. In two different decades. Do not Keanu leave your wedding man, Goose. In two different decades, in two different franchises... Keanu Reeves defined what action means. And that is a freaking testament to the guy. And that's a testament to his capabilities as an action star. And Bill and Ted. I hate Bill and Ted. (laughs) I really do. Um, I do want to give a shout out, since we are talking about random actor stuff, to Lance Riddick, who plays uh, Sharon or the Conqueror. Don't care. 
His name is always will be Broyles because he is amazing in French. He's and amazing. I wish and I wish we got more of him. I'm glad uh, just in general, but I'm glad in this movie he got more of a scene. So there is I watched a, one of the screeners I got from Shutter was Monster Party, and he's in that movie and he smashes a guy's skull in on the on the pavement and they show it all. It's pretty crazy. He's 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 tasked as a rehab coordinator for serial killers. It's a it's a weird movie, and I gave it a six, but he's good in it. No, yeah, it's good. Like the whole end scene, like where they're just going in and out of the vault. <laughs> yes. Reload shotgun shells. Is dope. More firepower. Yeah. Keanu come in here dying. He just walks back in there, like, what's wrong, Mister Wick? Yeah. Also, Braun is in here. Yeah, he got his fucking castle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yes, that motherfucker. And then he tried to shoot Halle Berry's dog, and she wasn't having it. Dude, I thought they killed the dog. I was actually shocked. I was about to lose my shit. I was like, they they killed the dog. Because first of all, like, I'm glad the dog didn't die. But, Bron, you're like two feet away, and you shot the part of the dog with body armor, you idiot. Like, the dog's face was right in front of you. I think he just wanted to injure it to prove a point. No, I think he wanted he 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 wanted to kill it. I think he wanted to kill the dog. That was his entire thing. Because his entire thing is like, you won't give this to me. Well, I'm going to teach you some respect and take your dog by killing it. I guess I and got that. Yeah, except for the book, and I guess I got that. But if you listen to the next part, he goes, "Now did you learn your lesson? Like listening to what I can have the dog." I didn't think that. I don't I think watch, either. Know. I didn't think that at all. But we can watch it again. <laughs> You didn't think that because you were too busy crying and like screaming. No, I was too busy being Halle Berry and pissed that that piece of crap shot a puppy. Yeah. (laughs) You shot my dog. I I get it. I get it. That was amazing because Keanu, John Wick is just like, it's okay. Just, he's fine. Calm down. He shot my dog, John. I understand. Oh no, that movie's this movie's really good. Like I it's it's a fairly long movie, isn't it? It felt long, but um, it was an, an hour and two yeah, two can. Two hours, two ten minutes. Yeah, it's kinda long. But we also want to go see it super late. I think going to see movies late makes them feel longer. That's fair. Yeah, because we all went at the same time. Yeah. yeah, I was yawning in the in the raid fight, but it wasn't because it wasn't entertaining. I was just very tired. Yeah, because we didn't actually get out of that movie until almost like one o'clock. So. Also, have I, Adrian? Have you seen the villainous? Mm, no, but I want to. It's on Hulu. I I will. Saw it a long time ago. The villainous came out in 2016. Did it? Is that the one? Okay, I thought it was a different one then. Nope, the villainous. Oh. is a, it's a Korean thriller. Then I am incorrect. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, I have yeah. not I've, seen this movie. I've I've heard about this one. I just haven't. It's seen really it. freaking good, and the motorcycle scene is what they take from that movie and put it in here. And they're both phenomenal. Like it's it's super well choreographed. Um, yeah, she's smoking. Yeah, she is. She kills a lot of people. Um, kill me any day. Because if you didn't know, Korean revenge films have so much fighting in them, and it's so good. Um, like there are pieces of I saw the devil in here too. Um, Adrian, did you ever watch that movie? God, fucking! I knew we were gonna talk about this movie. I don't like that movie. That movie's weird. I don't like it. I watched. Yeah, it but the ending time. is so great. I like watched it adjacent. <laughs> Stefani was watching it, and I was like doing work. Did she like that movie? She liked it. Yes. Yeah, she liked it. Um, I guess we should get into some ratings and stuff here. What is that right now? Um, right now it's an 8.2 on IMDb. The Metacritic That's score. A fucking travesty. Yeah, I ye- I what was yelling about it. Fuck. We, it, we, it. We will get there. Metacritic score of 73, but we've already discussed on how Metacritic you've really let me down. Um, it's <laughs> it's grossed 93 million right now through its first weekend. It beat out uh, Infinity War, right? It's like or uh, Endgame. Yes. First yes. movie to beat out Endgame. Yes. Which also goes to the testament of like one the weird way that movies now come out because we're used to like movies dominating box offices for like thirteen weeks and now it's like you get a four week run you're done, but yet you still made almost three billion dollars. <laughs> but uh, I guess we can do the fun part of the Rotten Tomatoes stuff of critics in here for this movie because I know we had already looked at some of this stuff beforehand and I know this is one of the things we were going to talk about. It's sitting at an eighty eight right now, a ninety two audience score. 
88 critics. It has 28 now uh, rotten things. And here's where we get to the fun part of like, should this person even be uh, viewing this movie? Um, this first one is John Wick 3 is a first, is might be the first non-stop action film that is simultaneously manages to be boring. How? Extensive, repetitive nature. So this is so stupid. I'm going to tell you why it's stupid. Because John Wick never fights the same type of fighter once. He fights people that are twice his size. He fights people who are half his size. He fights multiple people. Like, there is so much action in here, and it is ne there is never a repetitive scene. Mm. Um, I wanted to love this movie because John Wick rules, but its heart is dead, slash shot, beaten, broken, smothered, run over, and sabered, like most of the cast. Um, here's the favorite one of Pamela. Um, in a decade-long career, of reviewing movies, I cannot recall more disturbing, grotesque display of violence. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He killed a dude with a book. He killed a dude with a pencil in the last movie. What the what? But she did not review the other two movies because Pamela we had a problem with, so we actually looked at her stuff. One, she gave Suicide Squad a higher score than this. She gave Suicide Squad a higher score than uh, Civil War. Um, we had a lot. She has not reviewed the other two movies. We're not big fans of Pamela. Because I'm just like, why do you go into this movie expecting something else? If you don't like action and you don't like killing people, don't watch this movie. Yeah. Um, although such testosterone dripping nonsense seems beyond criticism, <laughs> there is always that nagging problem with these wick epics where the door po-faced seriousness of tone sits ill with the messily black comic gruesomeness. What? What does that even mean? I have I no idea. I don't Matt said any of that correctly. I think I did. <laughs> I think I'm about to just send it to you. You can look for yourself. Like, I totally said that right. Uh, I'll put it in. Okay. Although such testosterone dripping nonsense seems beyond criticism, there is always that nagging problem with these whip epics where the door, po face, seriousness of tone sits ill with the messily black comic group. Okay, you did say that, right? That's yeah, right. oh yeah, I was like, what do we, right. I, so I sent you the review, I was like, I literally have no idea what that means, but that's Why what is I it saying testosterone dripping when like Halle Berry, yeah. the adjudicator, uh, the director, are all like pivotal parts of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did they even watch the same movie? Did they no. even, did and they even also, like watch the movie? It's like, like, don't, I don't know. This is dumb. It's and it's what they call a black comedy. And it's not. It's actually action comedy, which is its own freaking thing, uh, Mr. Mr. David Mad Dog Bradley. Your oh, name God. is stupid. Come out, come out. So you said testosterone dripping, but your name is Mad Dog. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, this film is truly terrible unless you think it's macked up minimalist truly wordly whatever it's truly wordly metaphysically whatever <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck any of that means let alone like how to pronounce it yeah this is awful um the action is so relentless it risks becomes monotonous monotonous that's one to rhyme the, the action the funny thing about uh, i don't know I want to see what these people... So, one of the things that I'd be interested in to see is I want to see what these people would rate Korean films. So, like, other... Like, of, of that, like, kind of genre and that brutality. And the that, ones that have pictures, they ain't rating any Korean films. Well, no, no. But that, but that's what I'm saying, though. Because I feel like if they were to, they would be like, this is art house violence or something yeah. like that. You're but because wrong. it's American made, I feel like they're they're being the way. Yeah, they are. I think it's American made. It's counter Reeves. They just kind of go in there with like this one track mind of what's going to happen. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if you if you put them in like because uh, the these Korean revenge thrillers like they they come out at film festivals too. I feel like if you, if you put them in one of those, they would be singing a different tone because it's a foreign film and it's it makes me mad. I don't know. I just know this is why we enjoy or not enjoy doing this because it always is interesting to see 
to an extent. Saw that it was an 88. I was like, I'm going to put my review in and it's going to make a difference. And it was still 88. I feel more hopeless than if I didn't, if I wasn't able to put in reviews. Well, John Wick is a 7.3 on IMDb. The first one. Yeah. That I can kind of see. Uh, the first one doesn't crop as much as I enjoyed the first one. The first one, to me, is mm-hmm. definitely not nearly as good as the last two. I don't know. You're just wrong. The first one is good. I will no, also... I think it's a good movie, but I'm talking about compared to these other two. I think these other two are... Is it 7.3 not as good? I will Maybe. also never watch the first one again because I can't watch that fucking dog scene. Yeah, I can't. They they just showed part of it in the stupid recap, and I was like, I can't watch this. I can't. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and then John Wick Chapter Two is seven point five on IMDb. On yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, John Wick is sitting at an eighty six, uh, critic score eighty, audience score, and then sixty eight on Metascore. Oh, I'm just tired of this. Can we give our own ratings? Because all this is no uh, Metascore. Um, have you figured out about Metascore yet? I just think all ratings are garbage, and mine's the only one that matters. Always. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. I guess, yeah. Um, I guess moving on here, kind of to wrap up, I guess, per se. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so I love John Wick. I give it a 10 out of 10. Solidly. This is, so is this the best movie you've seen, seen all year? Give it in-game a 10 out of 10, too. That's not what I asked. What have I watched? I've watched a lot of movies this year. You just need to quit giving out tens, is all I'm hearing. Well, I have reasons for giving all the things tens. I've given out three <laughs> tens this year, and it was us Endgame in this movie. I you know what? It it's tied with Endgame for me. But I think like when you actually break it down on like the merits of the film themselves, John Wick is one of the best movies I've seen all year. I think it's gonna stay being one of the best movies I've seen all year. I I personally think that John Wick sets a bar for all action that's going to come after a Western or Eastern. There's just so much thought and respect and care and love put into this film. Like every single thing, every single thing, every single fight, every single outfit choice. Like this film is just gorgeous and really good. Why do you look so sad saying that? Huh? You look so sad if you saw No, I'm like thinking in the back of my head. Well, because it's like I gave us a 10 for for a similar reason to to John Wick because they both succeed in like using a foundation that was built, honoring it, and then also improving on it and standing by itself, like without being compared to it. And I think that that's a feat that's really, really hard to do. And I think it takes certain directors and certain people with the knowledge of the genre that can rebuild it that way. Um. I'm just thinking, but yeah, no, I I love John Wick three. I will if we have time, we'll probably see it. But we have like what Brightburn on on Wednesday, and then next week we have uh, Godzilla. Yes. So I don't know where we're gonna find time, but I would love to see this in the theater again. Hey, Jim, what do you got? Uh, ten, ten, ten throwy knives out of ten. Is this the best movie you've seen all year? Um, no, I like Endgame more, but this is strongly the second best movie I've seen all year. It's like, I, it's the second movie that I've had like the most fun. If I had to like rank the movies I've seen this year so far, it'd be Endgame, this Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Oh, 10 Blowfish, 10 Blowfish out of 10. <laughs> blowfish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I just, I, just, I cried all through Endgame, man. Like I, I, it's just too good. It's just too good to like for me to put this above that. But I had a blast watching this movie. Um, and we're also just like in this really weird time where we're in we're in like the summer movie period where like every week something's coming out that I want to see. So it's gonna be tough to go back and rewatch movies um until I'm out, like for s- summer break. But as long as this is in there, I'm gonna try and go see it again in the theater. Cool. Um I guess I'd have to, I don't want to give it a 10 because I don't like giving movies 10s in general. But I guess I could be pretty close. I give it a 9.7 with that. What um, knocks it for the, to keep it from a 10? What knocks it? Like, why won't you just give it a 10? 
because it's him to be the most perfect and best movie you see to me. You this movie's a ten for you. You want to know why? Because you wanted to go back and rewatch it immediately after you saw it. Yeah, and Matt never of, wants to do that. Regardless of your thirteen dollar movie ticket, you still wanted to go back and watch it again. He even yeah. tweeted it out. He took yeah. the time to tweet out that he wanted to go see it again. No, because what happens is in the car ride, Kate tweets like 700 things while I have to drive and be responsible. And so by the time we get home, Kate's already had seven different conversations, already done, already got all the likes and retweets. And I'm like, hi, guys. I sent a tweet. Who are you? That's a, that's a 10 tweet. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, this is by far the best movie I've seen this year. Um, I would definitely rather watch this than Endgame again, for sure. Um even after I watched this, like I told Kate, and I thought about this too, between this movie and Mission Impossible last year, you all can keep your superhero movies moving forward. I'm going to go with Keanu and Tom. I'll be good. I have at least one more John Wick movie and two more Mission Impossibles coming. Glad we take that. Between fight choreography, between the knife scene, which is probably the best set of fight and probably scene we've seen all year. And which knife scene? Yeah, so I was like, which one? Uh, the one where we throw knives everywhere. Oh, like in the antique shop? Yes. Where he does the freaking Old West gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. You tell you how we built a gun like Red Dead Redemption for like 10 yes. minutes for one shot? Yes. Um, between that and flying helicopters upside down, I will take that over CGI of what we're getting. I'm content with that. Yeah. I will say um, I, I watched like I don't know, maybe like a quarter of the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. And after it was over, our theater burst into laughter, like saying like, this is going to be stupid. But then in my head, like John Wick used a horse to kill somebody twice, (laughs) twice. Like that in itself is dumb as shit. Matt, (laughs) you want to hear something? I just don't understand. Or uh, Adrian, you want to hear something? Matt sure. turned to me after the Hobbs and Shaw trailer and was like, fuck, I have to see this. I did not say that, but that's okay. <laughs> it was in your eyes. I was always in my eyes. Like, I'm well, no, but you, no, you were like, I don't want to see this because it's Fast and the Furious, but I kind of really want to see this. Well, because it shouldn't be connected to that franchise. It but it is. Do with anything. It looks- the three main characters have nothing to do with Fast and the Furious at all. If anything, the only thing that's good coming out of this movie is we're going to get more Tyrese crying videos. I was about to say, The Rock fought Tyrese for this franchise, Matt. Yeah. No, the Rock, I, I the Rock think fought, and him and Jason Statham and Idris Elba took over this franchise from all of the, basically, people who can't make shit. So, yes. It looks amazing, though, Adrian, uh, and I want to see it so bad. Yeah, they were showing too much for me, so I stopped watching. Like I, I they like, showed a lot. lot. Yeah, I just that was, was like, like a six-minute trailer. I was like, God damn it! I wish I would like have seen this scene without fucking knowing what was going on. So I stopped watching it. Then everyone started laughing at the end. I was like, Are you making part of this movie for how ridiculous it is? We're really about to watch John Wick kill a guy. So with a... I, I can assure you that they weren't doing that. Oh, okay, they're gonna kill a guy with a fucking pencil. He kills a guy with a book. Five minutes of the movie. It's so good. Oh, oh, that's the other cool thing is like some of these kills, like they're not easy. Like, you know how like in a lot of action movies, like jam a knife into your head, take it out, jam another knife. No, the knife gets stuck and John Wick has to like slam it down to make it go all the way in. Yeah, that was a rough one. Oh, really what is I? Oh, the so... eye was bad. Ugh. I know. Was that the most violently disturbing, grotesque thing you've seen for the last decade? <laughs> it's pretty up there. I saw I saw the devil. <laughs> That's fair. Mm, no. He switches ACL to have fun with the guy. Oh yeah, uh, no, it's so bad. And then he says, here, patch him back up so we can watch him. Actually, you know what? Yeah. So like you think John Wick is brutal? Go watch the Korean shit that John Wick is actually based on. Yeah. Don't hold back. I watched um, the man from nowhere. I Man watched, no oh boy, the actual Korean one, not that crappy U.S. one. That one was terrible. Actually, Adrian, one that isn't terrible and that you that I think you can sit through um, is uh, Revenger on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, Prisoners on Island, amazing fight choreography. Not I Saw the Devil level. You need to watch Man from Nowhere. That movie is amazing. It's so good. It's basically like Taken, but a lot more violent. <laughs> do we get a, a bunch of cut scene, cut shots? Nope. Nope. 
you get a lot of fighting. I know. And actually, gonna... there's like no talking. I think this guy says like ten things the entire movie. I know you're not gonna like this, but when you said like prisoners locked on an island, all I could think of was the condemned. Yep. Also, also, if you listen to our Patreon review of uh, Zodiac 2007, that movie came out. A <laughs> <laughs> good year for movies. I'm not gonna lie; I actually think I saw that and Death Race in theaters. <laughs> so I saw Death Race in theaters on my birthday. Hmm. As I was in Florida. By myself with not much to do. I also unironically un- like The Condemned. I think it's, it's just some good fights. You just like it because it was at Stone Cold? Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think uh, that was my birthday. No, that was a birthday before I left. The next year when I was in Florida, I went and saw come uh, on. the Paul Rudd movie. What's you the Paul Rudd movie? Like, you, man? No, where he has to take care of the kid. Um, gosh dang it. They do LARPing. Role, role models. models. Yes, that's what I saw on my birthday in 2008. Anyway, Adrian, you should watch The Revenger. You should watch The Condemned 2 because it has Randy Orton. I've seen it. Oh, you have? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think y'all know. I love shitty action movies. I love them. I didn't They're even so know good, this movie except for the thing. one that Except for the one that showed up in our inbox today. It was like, can you review this? And I was like, I'm going to pretend I never read this. this is yeah, great. Kate's like, it's Hong Kong film. I'm like, Kate, are we going to do this? No. I'm like, what do you mean no? This is like brand techno. I watched, nope. the, I watched the trailer. I can't do this. Nope, it's bad. It's so bad. Send it. All right, let's get out of here. Okay. This is, this is... Anyway, I'm going to cut in half this thing anyways. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can find the podcast at But Why the PC on all of your social medias. If you want to join the con- uh, convention, if you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think about John Wick, the series, or just this one movie. And make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us. And uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash But Why the PC if you want to help us out a little more. You can find me on Twitter at OmaMithRandier. Adrian. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z-93. Matt? I'm going to go ride a horse. Old Town Road? Well, oh I'm going to kill people with it. I'm waiting <laughs> for that scene to come out with the horse kicks to the beat. Yeah. I need it to happen. Yeah, that'd be real good. Uh.